This is Words That Move Me, the podcast where movers and shakers like you get the information and inspiration you need to navigate your creative career with clarity and confidence. I am your host, Master Mover, Dana Wilson. And if you're someone that loves to learn, laugh, and is looking to rewrite the starving artist story, then sit tight, but don't stop moving, because you're in the right place. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello. My name is Dana, and this is Ava Flave here with you. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, Ava will be joining me as co-host on this episode, and I could not be more thrilled. Um, I'm jazzed that you're here, and I'm really excited for this episode because today we'll be we will be talking to our friend, mm. Mr. Terry Santil. Yes. I mean. We're, we'll we'll let him do the speaking, the, the introducing yeah. of himself. But uh, we met Terry back in 2007 when we toured with JT on the Future Sex Love Show tour. Terry plays percussion, and mm-hmm. Terry is exceptional. And we're gonna get to that. But first, you know how we do on the podcast, and I think this is important. All my guests introduce themselves, and maybe it'd be cool for you for you to do a little self intro real quick. No pressure. Cool. No pressure. Cool. Well, my name is Ava Bernstein Mitchell. I am a dancer, choreographer, teacher, worked with lots of artists, toured with many artists, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears. I am heavy in dance advocacy. I am on the board at SAG-AFTRA and on Dancers Alliance and fighting a lot for dancers' rights and whatnot. And I just all around just love dance. And you are also a podcast host, and I am borrowing you for this episode. Tell yes. us a little bit about your podcast. Oh, my podcast is called The Dance Room. It is a podcast that I uh, co-host with Heather uh, Morris, and we basically talk about dance shows and have wonderful guests on there. But at the moment, it is on a hiatus, but you can always go back and listen to these episodes. We have some great uh, guests and go over some really cool stuff, so. Yeah. The dance room. Your library is good. Mm, I went yeah. on a, I did a road trip once. I was doing a long drive and that's just what I listened to top to bottom, the whole thing. Oh, amazing. I yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah. I love you two together. Hi, Heather. Love you. Yeah. Um, okay. But first, Ava, you know the deal. We're doing wins oh. and I'm going to let you kick it off today. What are you celebrating today? It might sound not like a win to some people, but it's a win because I've been teaching three-year-olds, which is a is struggle. I'm not going to lie. Three-year-olds is tough. I'm five and up. And recently that class just got canceled and I'm so very excited. <laughs> it's a win for me. I will take it. So yes. And you know what? Yes. I think that might be a win for them as well. You know, they have this time freed up now. They can be Yes, together. they can play with each other. That's all they wanted to do. Oh. They wanted to play with each other. And I'm happy for that. You didn't need to dance. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank win. you. I'm glad that you're, I'm glad that you're winning in that way. Yes. It is kind yes. of a strange win. But yeah. it, it's important. Cancellations are not always a loss. No, not always a loss. Okay, great. I love that. Um this week I am celebrating that I've decided, I can't believe it took me so long to decide to do this, but mm-hmm. I've decided to choose a donation organization to send all the proceeds from my podcast shop. So for the next 30 days, 
all proceeds from my Words That Move Me online store are going directly to Chloe and Maud Arnold. My Ooh, sister friends! Yay! I I love that too. And I, I love that. I love what they do. I love how they lead. Um, and I'm really thrilled to be supporting them. So that is what hundred percent. Love that. Okay. Um, now it's your turn. What is going well in your world? Phenomenal. Congratulations. Maybe maybe without any further ado, we jump to. How do you feel about that? I think we shall. Let's do it. Enjoy, everybody. I think we're doing it. I think this is it. Yes. Well, hello, Terry Centil. Hey, Ava. And now I'm saying hi, Dana. How are you guys? <laughs> hi, Terry. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. This is amazing. I'm jazzed about this. Yeah, let's go. The, the first thing we'll ask you to do, unfortunately, because this is a challenge, is to introduce yourself. What would you like us to know about you? Somebody who's never met you. Well, my name is Terry Santil. Terrell Santil is my legal name. And I'm born and raised in Los Angeles, California. Um, I went to school all over the city. I am. Um, I guess I'm a rolling stone of Los Angeles, you know, where my mom and dad were. When I was growing up, my mom and dad were separated. So I moved a lot. That's why I say I'm a rolling stone of Los Angeles because I've lived everywhere from the Valley to Compton to Watts to South Central. And now I'm here near Hollywood. So anyway. Amazing. I love that you're, that, that you're a, a native. Ava is as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I know that about it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it odd the things that we've learned about each other and the things that we remember and the things that we that we don't? Yeah. <laughs> if I were just talking the other day about how our memories <laughs> are so selective. Like I remember the oddest things about being on tour and then full blown chapters that are just, I have zero recollection. I do remember one thing about you on tour when you were washing the tour bus, bus to car wash. <laughs> oh my God, yes. the bus. <laughs> That's amazing. Terry, thank you for reminding me. And actually, that is is one of the things that I would like to talk about on this yeah. episode, but but maybe we'll get there. Oddly enough, <laughs> I talk about car washes on the podcast a lot, not because they're interesting, but because I live across the street from one. Like literally, <laughs> and across you the street. Can hear it often. I don't think I don't think we can hear it today. I'm in the booth, as it were. <laughs> um, but but. Let's uh, let's go pre-car wash for a second. Yes. And some people listening might not even know what we mean by that, but we'll get yeah. there. I would love to know where your love of percussions came from. Well, that's a very interesting question. My um, family grew up basically playing percussion. My uncles, my cousins, my brothers, everybody sort of kind of played. But with me, they sort of kind of like wouldn't let me play. They told me I didn't know what I was doing. 
you know, and then that wow. set up to be a challenge for me to learn. And then I learned and I got better than everybody. I hate to say that, say so. but better. I got a little bit more skilled than the rest of them. Yes. <laughs> and my career started from that point. But man, I can remember my uncle Junior, he would like, we would play on the bottom of oatmeal boxes, the Quaker oatmeal boxes at like three years old, four years old, just didn't know what we were doing. Just, it was fun and it was noise because they had the real drums. So, you know, it started at a very young age. I was like 13 though, so. Okay, so it started young, but when did it take off? Like, when did you start getting paid to do this? How did that happen? I started getting paid at a really early age. I, um, well, first, uh, before, I guess I must have been 16, and my mother used to sign for me to be able to play in clubs with the local bands. Wow. Yeah, find a waiver so we could play, because they sold alcohol in these places. Uh -huh. And, you know, I'm going to play with some of the bands, and then, then I ended up getting my own, you know, being in a band that I was involved in. At the time, the band was called Total Concept Unlimited. Wow, Which, that's such a good name. <laughs> TCU. <laughs> yes. I really love that name. <laughs> Total Concept Unlimited. Total Concept Unlimited LLC Incorporated Unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> that's a point. Maybe I'll start LLC with that TLC. Total yeah. Total. Come on. Okay, so, so we get a, a tiny picture of the early days. And mm -hmm. then... Rose Royce happened. So you're one of the founding members of the group Rose Royce with that mega hit Car Wash, uh, which I will not sing because although I did do my vocal warm ups today, <clears throat> the voice is a little That's subpar. A car wash. There it is. <laughs> Don't let it stop, please. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes. uh, that clack, 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 clack. Terry, that's you. <laughs> and my yes. question about mm -hmm. that track is as you were writing that song, as you came up with that mega catchy super clap, did you know that that was going to be a hit? Like, as you were making it, did you know? No. You know, when you're doing these things, when they're when they're happening and they're in their infancy, you, you don't know what's going to happen with these songs. And that, by the way, that song was written by Norma Whitfield. Uh -huh. If you guys Google Norman Whitfield, you'll see his catalog is pretty in extensive okay. and um, and like that. So anyway, but yeah, but those are my hands on that hand clap that you hear <laughs> all the time. That is remarkable. I just think that's yeah. so cool. Let me say this about Rosary since we went there. Yeah, do it, please. Total Concept Unlimited became Rolls Royce. We changed the name to Rolls Royce. Oh. <laughs> oh, see, now I'm conflicted because I like both names. <laughs> yes. Uh, and when did, what brought about the change? Well, we met Norman Whitfield, the producer. We And we ended up getting a girl in the group, and we decided to change the name to Rolls Royce. A lot of people got it mixed up with Rolls Royce, the car. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's actually Rolls Royce, R-O-S-E. Like the flower. Like the flower. So... Beautiful what... and important distinction. Yes. So I did a little a little digging, and I know that you were one of the uh, early incorporators of using electronic instruments, like you would use an electronic drum pad. I would love to hear a little bit about the biggest differences 
making music then versus making music now? Okay, making music now, well, let's start with making music now. Making music now is a little easier with all of the computers and all of the easy ways of making music now. You could play, say a shaker for four bars and then you could copy it and paste it, make it go throughout a whole song and cut it and chop it. Back in the day, we had to physically play all of the parts. Wow. Whether you sit and play (laughs) shaker as an example, whether you sit there and play shaker, 10 times on a five minute song, you know, your wrist would be on fire because mm-hmm. the weight, it gets heavy. Yeah. You know, if you're and holding your arm in a certain position for so long and not trying to mess up a tempo mm-hmm. or anything like that. And then a lot of times it wasn't your fault that you had to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, as many times as you end up doing it because we recorded everything together with multiple people. So one person can make a mistake that starts the whole thing over. Wow. So yeah. that's how that works out. Yeah, even back when we did car wash, when we did car wash, there were, um, before we got it all the way right, I think there were 47 takes. So that song had to be played that many times with a whole band together, a whole group of people to together bottom. from top to bottom. Yeah. Well, if we even got to the bottom. Right. right. <laughs> that's right. Middle, top, middle, <laughs> 50 times. Yeah. Wow. Okay. This is, that's giving me flashbacks of, I think the same is true for dance in video, especially that's flashbacks to the opening scene of La La Land, which is this big ensemble highway moment. And it's a wonder and, and to get all the way through it without everybody messing up, like camera props. The So speaking of La La Land, Mm -hmm. the percussionist that was on the back of the truck is my cousin. Get, Get out. out of town. Yeah. That was yeah. so much fun. In that moment, we got Liz Imperio dancing in front of that truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. The entertainment world is the size of a tiny acorn. <laughs> yes. At, at so very cool. least, it could fit into the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so that's one of the key differences is like the duration or the actual recording process having mm-hmm. to be uh, steady all the way through. I'm sure that damn near everything else has changed as well, but what? maybe this is the better question. What has stayed the same? What has stayed the same? Um, hmm. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> my, my, my drums have stayed the same. <laughs> That's amazing. Because you've got it tuned in. You've got that, mean, that setup. That setup is, is, yeah, that setup is nice. Well, yeah, well you know, I've got, I've, I used for my real recording sessions, I used the same drums that I used since they're the first drums I ever owned really? in the original mahogany congas. And um, they're on everybody's stuff. I mean, I've played on a lot of records, but they're from Car Wash back in the day. You know, th- can you I mean, name drop a little bit for us? Yeah, tell us you've uh, you've played on a lot of records, but yeah. don't don't be shy. Yeah, let us know. I mean, some Motown classics, The Temptations, Smokey Robinson. Yeah, yeah, Smokey. Actually, the uh, Temptations were those were Temptations was was the first group I've ever recorded with. And interesting about that story is the Temptations. Runaway Child, Running Wild song was the first song I learned how to play on Congress when I was like 
very young. <laughs> and then and then you found and, yourself working for them. Yeah, it was the first thing that I did professionally, you recording wise. I did the nineteen ninety album with the Temptations. Yeah, it was it was amazing experience back then. But the same drums are used on like all of that stuff from Marvin Gaye to Smokey. You know, everybody's on. Yeah. Even recordings with Barry Gordy over there. I did a lot of Motown stuff. It was amazing. I had a I had a great time over in that. So funky that music. Yeah, Motown. Ooh. Oh. But yeah. you also you I, I don't wanna um pigeonhole you or, or pin you as being this old school guy. Um, we obviously know you from touring with JT, but you play for Janet mm-hmm. Jackson um, and and a, a host of others. So your your musical talents and sensibilities are not, I, I couldn't put a date on them. They so, transcend generation. <laughs> how, how is it that you do that? I just try to stay current and I don't, feel like I know everything or think that I know everything. I'm always up yes. for growth and learning, you know, and I think that's what keeps me current, you know. Um, now, like right now, I'm like, uh, I've sort of kind of like figured out the whole trap thing. And yes, what and is I'm, it? Please explain I'm, it to me. Because... Well, what I'm trying to do now is incorporate low end percussion stuff to match the stuff that goes on within those rhythms and grooves that trap is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and the whole trap thing is like, it's fascinating to me because it's all low end. Okay. And a lot of people can't hear that frequency, but it moves them. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean about figuring mm-hmm. it out. On a sonic level, you're figuring yeah. out the trends and how to do it and how to make complimenting things. Science. Yeah. One, yeah, and I, I could do it and I know how. I'm just trying to figure out how to incorporate my instrument in it okay. and make it like, make it crazy. Like, I'm in that process now. I don't know how cool. about that. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. I can't wait to hear what comes out of that. I line. know. This, this is the reason why you stand the test of time is because you, you keep current and you're always learning, like you said, and that is fascinating to see and a good lesson to take away, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. And the thing too is just to stay humble. That's the that's the main thing. Stay humble and try to not I guess try not to feel like you're more than you aren't. That's the best better way of, uh, way of putting it. But and when I say that that's I see a lot of people all the time on a lot of tours and throughout my whole career they think they they're as important as the artists. And you're not, you're there to compliment the artists. You know what I mean? And do what you do. But I see a lot of people, you know, over the years just doing things that just in my mind make absolutely no sense. Living beyond me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Inside and that's yeah. important at all, you know, with life. Because when you're going through life, you've gotta you've gotta set up your future. You know, and a lot of people don't do that. They live for now. They want to go to all of the clubs. They want to be a part of the, I call it the hype crowd. They want to be, <laughs> and then, you know, they're not the artists. You know, they're just a part of something, you know, so. You know what, that's that's a lovely segue. We We had planned to talk about touring. I think one of the areas where musicians and dancers overlap 
almost in an identical type of way is in a tour scenario. A dancer's experience of tour is very similar to a musician's experience of tour. You're away from your loved ones. You're unnaturally lit, like living, eating, sleeping, you know, breathing, working with your, you know, uh, cohorts. Yeah, 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 colleagues. Yeah. There it is. Um, and I think that's really unnatural. And I think you do it very, very well. Mm-hmm. How many... How many tours have you been on, Terry? Do you, is that even a number you can count? <laughs> you know, I've been touring since forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Terry, but, Terry, did, Terry did Jesus' birthday tour. <laughs> I've been on, I've been on a, um, several tours, but I've not been on a lot of tours because I will pick and choose who I like to work with. Okay. And a lot That's of the people I've worked for, you know, I've worked with them for a long period of time. You know, and you could take JT as an example. You know, I've been working with JT since 2002. Mm, It's been 20 years. It doesn't even seem like that long. And the same same thing, you know, with like Janet. I worked with her for like at least, ooh, at least 10 years, you know. And Mary J. Blige, I worked for her for a long time. I mean... You know, Barry White, I was part of the whole Love Unlimited Orchestra. And, (laughs) you know, I worked in that for a long time. You know, I haven't been on tour with a lot of different people. I've been on tour a long time with different people. Mm -hmm. Right. You can be on many tours with a few of the same people. Right. For a long time. you You mentioned staying out of the hype. Um, is that one of the secrets to touring well, to like not combusting or going broke? I mean, trust me, a tour is a great way to make money, but it's yeah. also a great way to spend it. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's, that's what are the you, secrets? If you're caught up in the hype, you know what I mean? I, um, I try to do my thing. I try to study and learn a lot of different things. And then I try to stay out of harm's way. And what I mean by that is... You can see people doing things that you know are going to get them fired. So I sort of kind of stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I'm like, okay, I see that. I know where that's going to lead because I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll move I'll move on. I'll go another direction. Yes. So You learn from people's mistakes just as much as you can learn from their successes. Yeah. I learned that on tour as well. <laughs> and then one thing, you know, I mean, I, I learned, from, I mean, when I was very young and we were talking once a lot, Lionel Richie and myself, and he was telling me one of his secrets to success is not to be not to be too familiar with everybody. Mm. You know, and I sort of kind of live by that. And you guys know that too. Everybody knows me, but you don't know a whole, whole lot about right. me. You know right. what I mean? But, Absolutely. You, you kind but of... I just try not to stay too familiar because it it sort of keeps you out of like harm's way. You know, people have a lot to say about you, then it could it could go either way. It could go negative or positive. Right. But just sort of kind of stay out of the way. Well, speaking of knowing about you, Talk. I remember on tour that you were a collector of Air Force Ones. And I want to know, <laughs> do you still have a love for the Air Force One? And how many do you have, if you know? <laughs> I used to do that. And I used to, like I said, I was caught up. <laughs> that, that was one of those things hey, that was 
Everybody can have but, a fee, though. Yeah, if there's something to but, get caught up in, I'd say it could be yeah. worse. Well, you know, it was like one of those things. Now I look at it, it's like, ah, oh, that's a waste of money. But there's like this kid that lives down in San Diego, mm-hmm. and he sells and collects, like, sneakers. Mm-hmm. So I end up giving him a bunch of that stuff just so he can make some money. And, you know, he's a little entrepreneur. I think he's like 12 or 13 years old. His name is Eric, you know, and... Oh, I love this. Like, hey, go make some money. Because a lot of that stuff I was buying and collecting back then, Ava, I never even wore that. Right. <laughs> I know. We, we it all was have just, those things. It was a thing. And I was like, oh, I got all of this stuff. So I start minimalizing my life. You know what I mean? And just getting... I have no clutter in my house. You know what I mean? It's just... If I don't use it, it's gone. If I don't wear it in a year, it's gone. Oh, I have no problem man. taking it to the shelter and giving it to somebody that's going to use it. You know what I mean? I don't throw anything like that in the trash. I'm not going to try to go on eBay or yeah. any kind of stuff and sell. You know what I mean? Like, Terry, you are so patched in to the questions that I wanted to ask you today <laughs> <laughs> because I would love to talk to you about money. Um, I I remember being on tour and you being the voice of reason so often. Uh, like, you know, you're, you're being smart out here on the road. Save your money. You knew I was, uh, I think Ava and I were both in the same situation. We got rid of our um, apartments when we went on tour. So we had almost zero expenses. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you encouraged us both, buy a house, get yourself some investment properties, um, you, you really were a voice of financial reason to me at a very early age. And I would love for you to just shed a little wisdom on that um, because most of my listeners are young artists and I simply don't believe that we need to be starving. Mm-hmm. I believe we can be thriving and I believe we can live under roofs that we own. Um, yes. And I know you believe that too. Could, yes, you, could you talk a little bit about uh, your thoughts about money, how you manage it and how you've grown your wealth? I think that everybody should think think for the future. You know what I mean? Where are you going to be in 10 years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? And establish yourself. Uh, when I say establish yourself, I mean set up your future, set up your foundation, which I believe is the most important thing, is where you live. You know what I mean? And if you could get yourself in a position where you could own something rather than paying rent, you're in a better position. You know, I've got, you know, I mean, I've, you know, Dana, but I've got, you know, different income properties, but I always encourage people who live under my roofs, you know, to buy something. I will not hold somebody to a lease that I know I can hold them to if I wanted to. If they're ready to buy. It's like, wow, I found this. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll let you go. Do your thing. I'm happy for you, you know, and I'll, you know, find somebody else to occupy that space because it is a business. Mm-hmm. And for me, when you're doing something like that, even if you dove into something like I dove into, like with the real estate, you have to take it very seriously and not look at it. And you have to look at it as a business, you know, get all kind of equity and capital and money and taxes. And a lot of things come along with the whole ownership thing. So, mm-hmm. But you need to set up your life and you need to build your future and you shouldn't be playing around with it because people who played around with it found out how serious it was when they, mm-hmm. when this whole COVID thing came around. It's like, now you can't work 
now you're getting kicked out of your apartments. You know, and it's all of these other things come into play. It's like, wow, what am I going to do for money? You know, is it unemployment checks? Or is it, and I can imagine it's not a good feeling. You know what I mean? And it's not a good thing. So I just think that we all have to be conscious of what we're going to do with our lives going forward. This is this is perfect. I want to I want to ask a question. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, go. I think one of the notions that I, I myself, I had this thought and I'm sure a lot of my peers in similar situations thought, well, if I have to focus on a building, I won't be able to focus on my craft. Or if I buy a build, if if I make my home my business or this income property my business, it'll take me away from the thing that I really love. And I love that you're the person saying this because you are a living, breathing example that that doesn't have to be the case. I mean, surely, could you get distracted? Absolutely. There's enough, there's enough, enough you know, uh, things of being a homeowner to distract you for a very long time. But right. you have been more working, more touring, more learning, more building than anybody I know. And you're still doing all those other things on the sides. It's possible to do both without losing focus on one or the other. You set your foundation. Okay, my friends, DW here, popping out with a quickness, because we're getting a little bit technical here in terms of some financial jargon, <laughs> talking about residual payment structures and so on and so on. And it dawned on me that we have never really gone deep on money on the podcast. So I am deciding to dedicate four out of the five Wednesdays in March to money March, where we'll get into all things dancer contracts, choreographer contracts, money mindset, and the difference between math and drama. <laughs> so buckle up and get ready for that. But for now, let's jump back in with Ava and Terry. But go ahead. What was your question? Yeah. Um, so Ava and I and a lot of dancers in our, our field it's it's not uncommon to work on a two-day shoot for a commercial and the the amount you make for those two days of work is not a not a ton of money but the residual income you make mm -hmm. from that point that's oh, that's a, that's a starting to look money. that's a real yeah. number right yeah. so you're you play uh, you're a session player as well am i calling that the right thing yes i do recall yeah and session i try to artist yeah session artist um and how does that look for you do you feel like that's a better use of your time and talent or let me tell you, let me tell you something. Like I said, I run everything through the union, and I do a lot of and have done a lot of recording sessions, like throughout the year. So, this is just a story. I'll just throw it out there. My neighbor down the street picks up my mail when I'm on the road. Mm -hmm. Things that are important, she FedExes them to me. I, like I said, she, as part of the business, you have FedEx numbers and all these things, so things to get to you the next day. You have to have these things set up. She told me once, she was like, dude, I've never seen anybody get as many checks as you. And I'm like, <laughs> like, you get that residual but income it, is real. Yeah, it, it's real. It, you know, and I'm not saying that in a braggadocious kind mm -hmm. of way or anything like that. It's just when you set yourself up a certain way when you're young, Everything has to be processed through you because these companies don't want to lose their livelihood or get sued or anything like that. So 
You just have to do it. You know, and it may seem like at the time, oh, well, I'm spending money on this, but it pays off. It really does. It pays off. I get calls from people sometimes. They dude, you, the song you played in is on this. I heard it in this new movie. And for me, since I'm in the union, it's just a matter of calling a, a SAG after yes. or musicians union and saying I was in this. And their attorneys go after the money. Their incentive is they get paid. They get their little portion of whatever mm-hmm. they collect from me. So, man, I found... I found tens of thousands of dollars. Wow. Well, because you're smart, again, because you treat it like a business and you know how to go after it and when to go after it and where to go to get it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's not much help in, like, in, in uh, man, my husband and I were just talking about this the other night. A lot of big labels put tons of money into copyright claims you're not allowed to use this song on instagram you're not allowed to use that song in this Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of money tied up in copyright and it's only any good if somebody actually makes a claim like it's only you're only protected if you're looking out for yourself so it's Mm -hmm. as you as much as it is about having a union for protection it doesn't mean that the ball is not is totally not in your court. You do still have responsibility to keep an eye and an ear out for your work that might be out in the world. And a lot of times people won't tell you they use it. You just have to sort of kind of stumble upon it. Mm -hmm. The union doesn't go out and try to track that stuff for you. You know what I mean? That's right. So a lot of times it really, you know, you rely on your friends and loved ones and people you know that you make contacts with. And sometimes it could be, you know, uh, music exec somewhere, hey, I, you know, and they will help you out. Mm-hmm. I heard this and that, you know, and they will turn you on to where your stuff is being played or used without your consent. That's huge. And you could, yeah, yeah. So that's sort of kind of one of those things you have to stay on top of. You can't yeah. just fly and go to the club. <laughs> um, um, I remember Ava and I got involved more heavily with sag around the same time and for me that was after the Future Sex Love Show tour. I was a union member before the tour and the tour was over lasted over a year. I didn't do any union gigs during that time and I lost my membership. I had to rejoin after the fact and I remember being pissed about having to rejoin because that, you know, as I mentioned before, the the um to become a member is not cheap and so doing it twice I was frustrated. So I decided with my arms folded that I was going to go into that union building and find out what they're all about. So I went to one of these, you know, one of their member member only meetings. And I just fell in love with so many of the people that work there. I I started seeing the member or I started seeing the union as a membership. And that's and that's the truth. The union is made up of its members. It's only as Real good people. as we are. Real people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, so it became less a, a them versus us and yes. more of a we. And that really changed the scope for me, um, changed my relationship. And it helped me do more for the union. And in return, I'm getting so much out of it. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I've got these numbers down. I know who to call now. Let's got go. a question. Got a in concern. My Boom. In my phone. Yes. Yes. I've I've got numbers like that too. So Yes, yeah. See? Yeah, and they're really helpful, man. They'll stick their they'll stick their neck out for you. And they will follow through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they won't just say, Okay, yeah, we'll get to that and then 
you have to call them two weeks later. Right. No, they're calling you back the next day. And I will say I've had both. I've had I have had both experiences where if you stay on, then they stay on. Right. If, but if you stay on and drop off the face of the earth and stop returning your emails, then. But the people you have that you know now that you could contact, they get right back with you. Right. Oh, for sure. After those relationships yeah. have been made, 100%. Yeah. They know when Dana's calling, it's business. <laughs> it's business. That's his role. <laughs> Um, okay, Terry, this is brilliant. Thank you so much for, for offering. You know what? My husband calls you the real deal Terry Centio. Yeah. You know, oh, that, came, that came from Marty. Marty. Did it really? Yeah, I was saying, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Daniel still, he might, he might hate me for saying this. He still credits you for introducing him to the single product that brought I don't, I don't know if I can say the most comfort or joy in his life, but, and by the way, my husband is not a person who prioritizes comfort. He's fine <laughs> with not being comfortable, but you introduced him <laughs> to this little mechanical uh, tweezer thing, like a, a hair, a hair trimmer. <laughs> I remember that, the nose trimmer. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you how important that nose trimmer is. <laughs> tell me. I, I've seen people, man, and it's like, if you don't keep those nose hairs trimmed. Oh, you're going to stare. Uh, they catch things that shouldn't <laughs> be like. <laughs> and it's and it's crazy because if you're having a conversation with somebody that has caught something in their nose, your focus is not on the conversation It's anymore. not. You're it's like, like <laughs> snot, snot like, on the Should I say something? Should I not? Is it gonna move? It's <laughs> you're distracted. It's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing, you know. And then, and then that could be sensitive, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. It's the, the type of person you would say that to. How are they? Right. There's all kind of things. I um, that led me to think about another crazy story. I was in a, I was presenting some songs to a music exec once this was many years ago and i'm not going to say any names mm -hmm. so we're going to start with not saying any names mm -hmm. so i'm in the office they're playing the song it's a woman right and she's in a very high power position we're in her little small office in this building <laughs> i'm being so political i see i see where this is going to and i don't like it so, she farted, but she. It, I did not. I did not switch out. <laughs> but it was a silent giant. It's you know, it's one of those. It wasn't like, you know, oh, like, I would regular. I would God, rather she did a regular part, but it was but like silent, silent, silent giant. So the room filled up oh with gosh. this amazing air. Oh right? Wait, so, how do you know it was this person? Is it only the two of you? How do you know it was her? Us in this office, this so now in my head, I'm going, Okay, is she checking me to see what type of person I am? <laughs> am I gonna say anything? Is it part of the audition? Uh, was it an accident? And maybe I should. So, all of this is going through my head. So, I'm just oh my gosh, I'm stumped. You know, I don't know. Okay, how do you deal with this? What did you do? What I ended up doing was saying something about it. So, That's you know, amazing. when the song finished playing, I thought I was like, okay, are we gonna 
Should we address the elephant in the room? Those are the words. <laughs> Incredible. That's and, a that's a great that's a good one. Can, so are we going to address I, the I, elephant I, in the room? I really I didn't room. know what to do. I mean, I really didn't know. Mm. And by me saying something was probably the worst thing because she took it really personally oh, and no. actually acted like nothing was wrong and nothing happened. And yeah. that's how that ended. Oh, now, <laughs> it could have gone anywhere. It could have gone the other way. Oh, God. Terry, that's and, not and, the story I was expecting. <laughs> so, oh, anyway. So and this Terry, this might be the first official fart story on the podcast. That's amazing. Uh, oh, man, well, it happened. <laughs> you know what I like? You know what I like though about that is that you gave the opportunity for her to ignore it. You said, "Are we going to address the elephant in the room?" Instead of, "Did you fart?" <laughs> like you gave a little grace. Yes. She, you gave a little grace, and uh, and then she took it and ran. <laughs> and that was how that ended. And um, I was project you know and it was a pretty big project it was a movie thing so oh god i'd still say you're winning so it's okay you're winning it's for a sure. great story yeah. to have yeah. in arsenal um it's it, that is a great story and i'm this yeah. close to letting us end on on that story yeah. but i i do have one more question oh no no go ahead you you've been around for a long time you've done a lot of incredible things you've you've not only built a foundation but uh, a, a fully sustaining thing. It's not just a foundation. It's a, it's the whole body. It's all of it. And I'm wondering if there's anything that you haven't done that you want to do, like a, a project that you're looking forward to or a prediction for music that might happen in the future. Um, you know, I'm open for anything that may come my way. You know what I mean? As far as helping other people out or doing things like that. I'm at the point now where I want to pay forward or can pay forward, you know, and I'm into talking to people and just if I could get a little bit of knowledge or insight on on something for somebody, those are the things that are important now. That's you know, I yeah, I've, you know, you know, I've made my, I have money coming in all the time. So that's not an issue. So you don't have to worry about how you're going to, yeah, you don't have to worry about the hustle. So you just, you help, you help everybody until the next thing comes along and then you go move on that. I'm never going to stop touring and making money or doing anything like that. I'm going to do this till I'm 90. That's my retirement. Go. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I could be, I could be uncle T. You know what I mean? I could be the OG. You know, I don't care about that. <laughs> when you look, when you're 90, you're probably going to look in your 60s. Come on. <laughs> like, you know, Come let's on. just be honest. So yeah. you could get away with a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you too. Look at you, man. You look like yeah. you're still 20 years old. <laughs> well, it's true. You. you do. And you thank got you. a baby. Ter a baby. You know this? I know. Say that again? Did you know that Ava has a little one? Yes, I did. Congratulations, thank Ava. You. Oh, thank you. Thank that somebody, because you guys are like three, you guys had babies at the same time. Tammy had a baby. Nancy has Nancy. a little one. Mm -hmm. And then now. Me. Yeah, and uh, AJ. 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 Yes. Yeah, you guys, like, look at you guys, all moms. And you know, know what? The, that's now the beauty of your life starts. I know. Because now you have another. And that's the other one. thing. 
and because I, I grew up doing the same thing. I had to raise a son through all of these other things that I was doing. So now you have to balance all of it together. You've got to balance your career, your life, mm-hmm. your marriages, all of these things are all factored into life, but you all have to move forward together. Mm-hmm. Terry, do you have a, a guiding principle in terms of balance? Is there is there a compass that keeps you, you know, on? Keep a, yeah, keep an open mind. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And don't get caught up in your own personal ego. Because a lot of people get caught up in their own personal ego and and everything goes crazy at that point because people get stubborn and stuck, you know, in their in their reality that may not even be a reality. Yeah, not not factual, but yeah, thoughts. Yes, that's huge and that's helpful. Uh huh. Yeah, I will remember that as I am in the market for maybe a goldfish. Uh, not not quite not quite to the human being point yet my husband and i are talking about getting a a roomba one of those uh vacuums that lives its own life yeah (laughs) we're thinking about it we're thinking about it but you know Um, what i i I, um i used to have a a person to come clean my house once once a week yes but i don't even do that anymore since this whole covid thing i'm like ah i can do this myself so i've got all of this time you know what i mean it's just <laughs> it's time. i got it yeah you know and it's unfortunate for them because they're not making as much money but i still pay for that one day as much as for two weeks you know what i mean it's oh, still yes it's, it's so safer it's just, safer for you i don't want yeah because I don't, I don't want people in my house it's crazy but oh, it's just but hey but place is spotless now <laughs> i was just gonna say yeah. you you keep a clean house you keep a clean, clean nose life. yeah clean life. yeah he's yeah terry real clean clean life he's clean he's clean well oh. terry i cannot thank you enough for joining us awesome. today yeah I don't even want to get off the phone. Why are we? I mean, I'm- I know. <laughs> well, we do have, I mean, we might call this episode a wrap, but I have a special question that I need to ask you. I ask all of my quests. I ask all of my quests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ask this question to all of my guests. Um, and this might, this might be a whole nother conversation. So I will put a pin in this one. Although I would love for you to be able to tell the listeners where to find you if they're interested in finding more of your work or in talking to you or in uh, uh, renting a property from you possibly. So <laughs> what's, what's the best way for people to find you? You could just, you could email me. How about that? That's the okay. easiest. And it's, um, email address is my name, Terrell, T-E-R-R-A-L, with four Z's, Z-Z-Z-Z, at AOL.com. Uh-huh. And it will come through. And I love this. That's so can we find you on Instagram? <gasps> yeah, you do can- you have an IG? Yeah, I do have an IG. You know what, though? I've got to, I've got to be quite honest about it. Okay. I've got bored with it. Mm. You know what I mean? And I haven't really posted or done too much on it. I'll look at it from time to time. Facebook, I will never go on. I do have a Facebook account. I don't either. And, you know, but it's, everything's at my name. At, at, but it's at Terry, at Terry Santil. Everything's at Terry Santil. And it's, okay. my last name is spelled S-A-N-T-I-E-L. 
and Terry is with a Y, T-E-R-R-Y. Amazing. So I'll, I'll be yeah. sure to put that in the show notes to the episode as well, so everybody knows where to find you. Yeah, Twitter, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram are all the same. Terry, Terry Santia. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I and love it. Well, thank that, you, Terry. I couldn't thank you enough. I adore you. This was the best. So much fun. If, I, my and, cheeks hurt. And for your listeners, if you go on tour with anybody, don't get caught up in the celebrity. 100%. How do that. they do that, Terry? Tell them how to do it or how to not tell them how to not do that. <laughs> I guess that's on each individual. You know what I mean? Because everybody's paths is going to be a little bit different in their connections with the different things that occur. But you just have to, I guess the, the way to do that is just to understand that you are not the artist. Yeah. I, I, I think one of the other, like, Ava, I'll, I'll speak for our relationship from my behalf of our relationship, but that, that was one tremendously grounding thing for me was having a real relationship with a person yes. that wasn't about visibility or uh -huh. uh, uh, a red rope anywhere or a fancy outfit. Like that, that friendship kept me very in touch with myself, mm -hmm. my, my actions, my words, um, and it was fruitful and it was real and it was beautiful. And so having a real relationship on the road, other than just a relationship with the crowd or a rela relationship with the club or a relationship mm -hmm. with the money, that was huge for me. Yeah. And the, the other thing, this, this wasn't until 2020, but on the 2020 tour, Terry, you remember I had, I did my daily videos. I had, I, I had a personal project that I was as accountable for as I was for my gig. And that mm -hmm. was also tremendously helpful. I re remember being in Scotland and watching you dance with the guys. With a, the, a Scottish bagpipe guy. Okay. <laughs> that was a good video. I, I like that one. Film that. Say what? I may, I may have been holding the camera. You probably <laughs> were. <laughs> I'm going to find that. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's huge, though. Like, stay, don't get caught up in the hype. And there are a thousand different ways to do that. Um, it's actually quite simple, actually, because there's one way to get caught up in the hype, but there's many ways to not. <laughs> Have yeah. a project, find a friend, you know, read invest in the future, make decisions from the future with the future in mind, not from the present moment. And the present moment always, almost always wants the immediate gratification of like, go to the club, get a drink, have the expensive mood, uh, have the expensive and, and I'm not saying, but don't not do those things. You just. Everything in moderation. Yeah, do it in the moderation. That's, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. ah, don't really need to be there tonight or should it's I be doing sense. it? Right. You know? And you know, let me just say this too. I'm always, I got like a million things to say. So <laughs> <laughs> like with me one night, how I end up getting into that whole real estate thing is I saw one of those infomercials on TV and I was like, oh, you can make money off of other people's money. I was like, well, I don't need other people's money to make money. How do you do that? And I tried it. I flipped the property and I think I made like, my first one, maybe $40,000. Uh -huh. 
I was like, oh, that was easy. That was fun. And that only took a couple of months to make 40 grand. So then I did another one and another one. And I end up, um, you know, in the course of a year, you know, I did really well. <laughs> I, I mean, I love you. I love you. But I'm just saying, no, it's easy, just Easy, fun, and profitable. I could have I been at a club and missed that information. Yeah. That's my point. In that. yeah. So anyway. Okay. That's, okay. So I, I know we got to get off. So <laughs> we're, we're doing it. I appreciate you. I just think the world of you. Thank you, Terry. I love Terry, you. Girl. Thank you. Love you too. Love you so much. Bye. Bye. Okay. So that was Terry Santiel, the real deal, Terry Santiel. That was so much fun. It was it's... wonderful reconnecting with him. I just can't get over the the fact that the same guy that gave us real estate advice was yeah. telling us fart stories. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty incredible. Oh, so good. Um, what and, were your biggest takeaways? Oh, my biggest takeaway is that he is literally a part of history. He is history. He is a living legend. And I know we tend to use that word loosely, but he really is. He has he stood really the is. test of time. Um, he's, we've got so much to glean from him. I just really enjoyed this little sit down here. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. He, he's, he is himself and his work have been hugely prominent in the past, in the present. present. And from the sounds of it, he's really investing he's, in the future. Yeah, he's figuring it out. I adore. I'm very happy yes. to be sharing that episode with you all. Um, I hope that you enjoyed hearing from Terry as much as we enjoyed talking to him. I wish yes. you could have seen all the faces, just smiles. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I think we said we surmised this episode with Terry as clean it up, read up, and keep an open mind. Clean it yeah. up, read clean up, up. And keep an open keep mind. Open. That's yeah. it. Yep. That's it. D those simple things. And you too will still be producing <laughs> top tier content when you're right. How old is Terry? Do we even know? I didn't ask. You know what? This might be a moment. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to check the yeah. Googles. So Terry's around 72. Around 72. We just took 15 minutes to do a math break. Okay. <laughs> around well, we 72. We had to research where to we, begin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We, uh, that's true. Yeah, and yeah. we want to save you time. So we didn't share with you how long it took us to do that math. <laughs> <laughs> so that puts him in, in around the same ballpark as Miss Tony Basil. Yes. Um, and you know, I mean, they are a fountain of youth. It's true. They, are. they really are. I that that's really important to notice because I don't like and 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 the thing that unifies them is this ever learning. Yes. This ever practicing. Mm -hmm. And I do think ever it's an open open mindedness oh, open mindedness. Yeah. All right, that I'm open. That's it. <laughs> I'm open. I'm going into the world open. I'm staying forever young. Yes. Um, and I, I hope that you all are forever inspired by that. That was so much fun. Ava, thank you so much for thank joining me. Thank you for having me. me. This was fun. My pleasure. We'll do it again sometime. All right, girl. Love you to bits. Bye. Bye.
me again. Wondering if you ever noticed that one more time almost never means one more time. <laughs> well, here on the podcast, one more thing actually means two more things. Number one thing, if you're digging the pod, if these words are moving you, please don't forget to download, subscribe, and leave a rating or review because your words move me too. Number two thing, I make more than weekly podcasts. So please visit thedanawilson.com for links to free workshops and so, so, so much more. All right, that's it now, for real. Talk to you soon. Bye.